0: appreciate you all right yeah I am on well first and foremost I just honored to be here tonight with you guys honored to to be asked by pastor Zach uh, like I said dear dear friend um, I think one of the first memories I have of Zach since I got back uh, was he talked about the first time he met me um, and walked with me in the kingdom that he looked up to me and it was it was really one of those moments where you you kind of stop and you go, are you kidding me? Because I thought the same thing about you. Um, and, uh, and so I just I truly love him, his family, um, and, and just super grateful. Um, but first and foremost, I'm just I'm thankful to Jesus. Um, I try not to get emotional when I say this, but you guys don't understand, and maybe some of you do, but to me, I, I, let me ask you this question. How many, how many people do you know in your life that know you that well and know your heart well enough to say that they can speak for you? That's the honor that Jesus gives me tonight. That matters. And so, yeah. So I want to, tonight, I want to show a picture. I want to talk to, just three pictures. One of unity, one of love. There's some power in there too, don't get me wrong. But unity, love, and serving, okay? Authority. Authority. That's it, authority, unity, and love. And so I want to start in Psalms 133. And let me just, let's just start there. Well, Jesus, we just thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for trusting me. You are the answer for everything in our lives. Everything in this world, it is you, Jesus, it is your heart that we need. It is, it is your heart that you desire for us to have. That's why you gave it to us. So Jesus, I thank you that that tonight we get to see your pictures on display. Not my will, not, not what I think, but what you've shown us. Because Jesus, that's what we need. And so I thank you for the opportunity. And I thank you for the power that every syllable of your word brings to us. In Jesus' name, amen. How many you know this, that that you don't have to be teaching on healing for people to get healed. That, that truly every word of God contains every bit of power that you need to have revelational of healing in your life. Just like your body, right now, if there's anything that's ailing you, that has ailed you, that is dying, it's because there's something it's not getting from your body. right? Because you were created to live, to thrive, to be in health. And so just like your body, Jesus' body works the same way. And so if there's any part of his body that is ailing or that is struggling, that doesn't have life, that any moment when there's a communication that gets fixed, a revelation that happens, an alignment that takes place that you can receive your healing. So I'm not teaching about healing tonight, but I want you to know you can be healed tonight. Amen? Because when we see right, we can be right. And so Psalms 133. Love the picture of this. It's eloquently titled Unity, right? So a song to bring you higher by David. I don't know about you, but Jesus, all the time, I see him talking to his disciples, and he was telling them what? They think too low. You see too low. You think too low. Come up on my level. So we need to see higher. Amen. He says, how truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. It is as precious as a sacred-scented oil flowing from the head of the high priest Aaron, dripping down upon the beard and running all the way down to the hem of his priestly robes. This heavenly harmony can be compared to the dew dripping down from the skies of Mount Hermon. Refreshing the mountain slopes of Israel. For from that realm, from this realm of sweet harmony, God will release his eternal blessing, the promise of life forever. So most of us are familiar with that picture. Aaron, high priest, represents... Jesus and his body, right? Jesus is a head of his church. He is the head of his body, and we represent that body. So, the first thing I want, to, I want us to see is that anywhere there is disunity in your body, there is unhealth. That's right? right? Yeah. So, anywhere there is disunity in Jesus' body, there's unhealth. And I want us to see, there's some things I want us to see in this, is that, for one, we've got a head, that's Jesus. We've got a body, that's us. Then, then it says that there's priestly robes, there's a garment that covers the body. So what I want to submit to you tonight is that garment is authority, a covering. And I grew up in a context of authority, was not comfortable and comforting, Um. Not, not not to uncover my dad too much, but but my dad is, is a retired colonel. And so authority was not warm and fuzzy. Authority authority was cold and harsh. And it caused me to create now don't get me wrong, it created something. Right? But it caused me to run from authority. I didn't run to authority. And so so I would say there's probably several of you tonight that have had that experience with authority. And so when you hear somebody talk about how you should be submitted to authority and under authority and all these things like that, you go, yeah, I just don't want to, right? Because you've been abused by it. So I'm here first to try to help us correct that thinking a little bit because what Jesus had to do what God the Father had to do for me in my life was show me that he's not like that. And that authority is safety. It's warmth when I'm cold. It's protection when I'm in the briars. It's it truly protects me. And what I want you to see tonight is that that covering, that authority, that protection, that garment covers the body. We're the body. So any part of the body that's not covered by authority is what? Exposed, right? Vulnerable. But here's the the other thing I want you to see. Is there was oil involved in this. Oil, in this case, is representative of the grace of God. The anointing of God. Everything that you need and all that you know and don't know. Right? I think Pastor Zach always says it this way. Grace is God's ability in our inability. So anything I'm not able to do, grace is there. Now, you notice that that, that oil ran from the head and coated the head, which we know is Jesus. He's an, the anointed one. But we are in union, just like your head is connected to your body. I hope. right, <laughs> Right? And so... Then, it's, then he talks about this priestly robe. It doesn't just go on the body. So I want you to, <laughs> yeah. I want you to know there's a difference between oily and anointed. <laughs> because some of us gets, just get oily. And, and that's, not, that's not what Jesus is talking about here. Because I, I used to play baseball, and I oiled gloves all the time, and I'd take a rag that was saturated in oil. And anything that rag touched, it would leave a mark. It would leave a residue. That thing would be oily. But this rag was anointed. And so when the garment is saturated with oil, because that's the picture it's painting, like dew, right? I don't know what you go outside and dew blankets. It saturates everything. And so if you think think of this Robe that is truly saturated with oil, that not only does it protect and cover and warmth and all those things, it also contains power. But we have to remember that power is contained where? In the garment, which is authority. Not just resting on the skin outside of the garment. We live in a culture where everything about us wants to uncover everything. Look around, guys. <laughs> Our clothes, right? We don't even want to wear clothes. We want to cover literally everything that's precious. See, that's not God. God covers what's precious. And the reason he does that is because he's able to empower it with authority. So first thing that I want us to see is that there is, there is no such thing as unity apart from authority. At least that's what we're looking at tonight. We can talk about that later if you disagree. Okay? Because everywhere that I'm in unity, there is some form of of authority. That authority is what brings power. See, there's a reason why when you read Scripture and you look at Jesus' life, they ask him one question all the time. By whose authority do you say these things? what he was he was just awesome at going i ain't going to tell you i'll just show you because he was only doing things that they knew there's only one person that could do and that's god and I, I, for those of you that do know me you've probably realized that my my heart bleeds intimacy with god because i believe that's the only way that we can truly Walk like Jesus walked, and I believe we can truly walk in this life as Jesus did. I may not be there today, but I can bet you I'm going to get there, or I'm going to die trying. Amen? Every day I'm going to get closer to it, because my inability or my limiting knowledge or my limiting try, (laughs) you know, your your want to, right? Right? That might hold me back, but that does not mean that that limits him. And it does not change who Jesus is. And it does not change his will for you. So, so whatever, that, whatever background you come from, whatever sex you are, whatever, wherever you've been, does not have the permission to change who Jesus is. See, I believe that. You need to believe that too. Because it isn't about what I believe in your life about what you believe. And so, so this picture, we see unity, uh, and that's, that's what I really want us to get tonight because we're talking about, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, Pastor Zach can attest, we didn't, I mean, there's some planning, but there wasn't planning according to what Pastor Seth was going to say about Jubilee. How many you know that Jesus is actually in control of his church? And he knows exactly what needs to be said when. And so, and so, we, as the body of Christ, so let, let's get this out of the way. The body of Christ means this, the embodiment of Jesus. Like, where's, where do you live? In your body, right? Just like Jesus lives in us. So if we are the body of Christ, then we should look, act, and be doing what Jesus looked, acted and did. Amen? And so I want us to see as we go through some scripture today. I, even in my prayer, I said that it, it's, it's not my picture. This isn't my will. This isn't my opinion. Um, this is scripture. That's, that's why we use scripture. <laughs> it's, it's handwritten by God. So if, you got, if we have issue, we take it up with God. Right? That's why I'm constantly going, Jesus, get me out of the way. They don't need to hear me. I mean, it's cool if I'm funny sometimes. I'd love to hear people laugh. That's awesome. But, but it, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that's going to change his church, his life, the life of that church, and then the world because of it. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to capital C church. Because I believe this, that the capital C church is not only Jesus' body, it's his bride, And Jesus is a gentleman, and gentlemen don't. um, Can I be real with you guys tonight? Gentlemen don't marry children. So there's a a maturing that has to happen. He said, and, and here's the cool thing the groom is not who decides whether or not the bride is mature. You guys realize that, right? You got daughters. There's no groom on this earth that's ever going to decide when my daughter is ready to be married. Who gets to decide that? Dad, right? The father. And what did Jesus say before he left? Not even I know that time. So Jesus is waiting on something. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to stand up in fullness of stature and be love. Because to be united with God, to be unified, to be in union with God, you have to be like God. And I said like that for those of you that struggle with when I say we have to be God. Right? Because Jesus didn't put lines between us and him. We do that. Matter of fact, if you've... And we can look at it if we need to go there, but John 17, just read that. He says it over and over and over again that his will is for us to be at one with him. One with the Father as he is one with the Father. There's no separation between them, guys. And so there shouldn't be a separation between us and him. See, that's the world that wants to put that image on you. That's religion that wants to do that. The Pharisees tried to do it all the time. Every question they asked him was to create a difference, a gap between him and God. Because when you do that, there's no unity. Here's what I want you to see in, this, in, in Psalms 133. There's that, there's that garment, right? What happens when you get a rip in a garment? There's a hole. There's a gap. And if there is oil that's running in that garment... Where that rip happens, the oil stops. It has to go around or it has to drip over. It doesn't continue in unity. And so when we think we can step outside of God's authority and still have the power, we're sorely mistaken. Because what you've done is created a rip. And I don't know about you guys, if you guys have read Old Testament, there's several times when people ripped God's authority. It didn't go well, like to say the least, like holes opening up in the ground and everybody falling into it. (laughs) Because here's the thing, we know scriptures like it says that the whole world is held up by the power of God's word. Another word for authority is power. So this whole thing runs on the authority of God's word. That's why, that's why I started with authority tonight. <laughs> We're going to get to love. Don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to get there because Jesus is love. But we've got to understand that there is structure. There is a high priest and there is there is Jesus that is ahead. And Even in our families, I'm the head of my family, but but I, I give deference to my wife. And we all know that that's wise. Try not. Right? But just because there's a difference between my position in authority and my wife's does not mean that there's a lack of love. Does not mean that there's a difference in how that's shown. You're not lower or lesser than me. No, we have a wonderful relationship because we understand it. Pastor Zach is is one of my best friends. Guess who? I still know who's boss. It it doesn't bother me. Why? Because we're actually in relationship. See, the world tells you you've got to be disconnected in order to lead try that. I've tried that too. It doesn't work. And so, so we have this and I I just always have this picture that when I see people thinking that, that, that God's authority doesn't matter, but I can still have his power and I can still do these things, all the things that I'm supposed to do, but I'm not under authority. I see this garment that of, of the same picture, Aaron's priestly robes with rips and holes and pieces missing. And we all, when I say it like that, no, that's not, that can't be the right picture. That's not not God's picture. We just know that inertly. Why? Because Jesus made you. On the very cellular level, you understand some of this. That's why we're trying to renew our minds back to what our very molecules know. Because when that happens, unity happens, the power flows, Because we're in authority, under authority, submitted to authority, and now, boom, I'm healed. See, (sighs) you love me, right, brother? (laughs) You need a lot less prayer than you think you need. I don't mean not conversation with God. I mean ministry. See, if you would truly get the revelation of what Jesus has done for you in in your own life, your own pursuit you'd already be healed. I'm not saying it's improper to get ministry or get prayed. Hear me in this, please. I, if I need it, I'm going to get it. You should too. Okay? So there's room for that. Hear me. There's grace. But if you still want to know what the proper picture, the real picture, the perfect picture, right? The, the Jesus in his flesh picture. Do you, do you, see, do you see Jesus? Jesus? asking people to pray for him because he's sick? I just, I didn't. Why? Because he wasn't sick. That's right. yeah. He was healthy. He is health. He is life. He literally said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I come that you might have the last one even in abundance. Yeah. Right. So please hear me. I, I can come across passionate and harsh... That's not what I'm trying to do. There's grace. I'm not there, guys. Come on. But it doesn't, once again, that's why I started with, even though we, don't, we aren't there, our experiences and where we currently are do not have the right to tell Jesus what truth is. What I'm here is to edify the body and say, hey, we can do better than that. And look what it looks like when we do. So, <laughs> okay. Second picture. John 13. And I'm not going to read this because I don't have time. I'm going I'm to walk you through it. You, you guys can, can fill in the blanks, okay? This is the night before Jesus is betrayed and crucified. Okay? He's hanging out with his disciples. Judas is about to do what Judas does. And Jesus know, knows this. To be connected with God, you, got, you can't be sin. you got to be righteous. you got to be washed. If you, you got, we got a, probably a lot of married people in here. Did you go to your wedding dirty? No, you cleaned up. And so Jesus puts a towel around his waist and he washes his bride. So there's an important thing in here. Obviously we're talking about love. Right? That is love. To to take your bride and wash her and make her to where she is actually one with you. And... And so it, the bride in this case is represented as his disciples. Remember and Peter has, does his whole thing, right? All those things. We, we, we know these stories. If you don't, Peter's just Peter. You'll learn that the more you read, all right? I can be Peter sometimes too, so I get it. But, but my point is, is this, is that the first thing, before because you have to remember, this is pre, pre-crucifixion. Remember when John is still still outside, remember it just has been recently before this has all happened saying, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? So the kingdom of God was at hand. Yes, it was Jesus. But it hadn't been released into the world yet. Right? So, so we have Jesus that says, I need to prepare you to speak my language. Because the kingdom has a language. And the basic, let me, let me teach you like, anybody ever been to a foreign country? It's a few of you. The first thing you got to do is like, say, how, how do I say hello? Hi. Right? There's some very basic things that you got to learn to be able to communicate in any way. That's what Jesus is doing in this picture. Because once again, Jesus represents a head, the authority. He authority. He is authority. And what authority does is serve. So so we can look at this as that the universal language of the kingdom of God, the first language that we all should speak, is love, which is serving. See, because serving, and then, so yeah, let me not give that away. Because then you see Jesus... After he, was, after he sur, serves them and shows them, here's how you speak my language. Here's the language of love. He then has communion with them. So then not, he, goes, he goes on to say, now that you know how to say I love you in the kingdom, let me show you what's about to happen. I've, he washes his bride and then he says, let me let our let me, Let's practice our, our, uh, our vows. Because covenant, the simplest way to, to understand covenant, especially in the level of covenant that Jesus is talking about here, is everything that's mine is now yours and everything that's yours is now mine. Does that sound like marriage vows? So you see, Jesus take, take bread and break it. Give thanks to it, break it. And he tells them what? That it's his body and what was Once, because obviously you look at Jesus, his body's right there in front of him, right? But it's not going to be in the near future. Instead, his body's going to be broken into a whole bunch of little pieces. Not his physical body, hear me in this, right? But you're his body. And there's a whole bunch of you. And so he gives them this representation of literally they would partake a piece of his body, take it into them their own, and it, they would now become the body of Jesus. That's what communion is. It's a picture of unity, of oneness. And then he also says, so there's so many things about the blood of Jesus. He takes wine and he says, this is my, my blood that is shed for the remission of sins. The washing, the cleansing. Because where's life found? In the blood. And where is your blood found? In your body. So this is where it comes back to that healing thing. If you've got the blood of Jesus which has not only washed you, but is coursing through you. Remember, because you're his body. It isn't just a coat I put on. You don't wear your blood on the outside. That's That's unhealthy. (laughs) Your blood is inside of you, coursing through you, giving life to every part of it. So he has them partake. Do you remember when he said, "If you, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me? It was a foreshadowing to the communion. Amen. And so what Jesus is trying to paint is that you and I are truly one from this day forward. For after what's about to happen, I want you to rem- There's a reason why he says, remember this. Amen. Why? Because something's about to happen tomorrow that is going to shake you to your core. And if you think that my body is what you see in front of me, you will be shaken. And you will struggle, and they did. Because guess what? There's grace. They didn't get it either. I mean, they did to a measure like some of we all could get some of these things to a measure. I just want more of the measure. Amen. Every chance I can get it, I want more of the measure. Because I want to be a healthy, healthy part of that church. That capital C, that body of Christ, that bride that's spotless without blemish. I want to be a part of that body that brings life. So, so he, he, he gives this example and, and they take it. And, and you, can, you can tell right after the crucifixion, Peter denies. They They, they scatter but then there's something that happens. Jesus shows back up again, right? Hey guys, don't you remember? Remember he walked all day with them, with a couple of them. And what did it say that he did? He revealed the kingdom of God from the beginning to now. And all of the sudden light went on. Their lives changed. Before that time, before that revelation, for that moment where the light bulb came on, they were just as lost as most of us. Jesus, where are you? The world just went to hell in a handbasket. Oh my goodness, what do we do? Now they're going to be hunting us because we're just another failed, failed experiment that didn't go well in extermination, right? But all of a sudden, that moment comes and then they go, did he not, when he was talking, did it not feel like he was the words of life? Back to what I started with, you don't have to be teaching healing to be healed. Because the words are life. And these, these pictures that we see today, in my heart, I believe are some of the most important that we need to get in all of the world. Because here's the thing, guys. I'm just going to be real with you. The world is waiting for you. And I don't just mean like the world. I mean literally the rest of the world is waiting for the Western church to get their act together. Amen. Because, And here's why I believe that. I, I've been around the world. And just like Jesus gave you gifts, He's given the the capital C church, the body of Christ, gifts. And some of those are locked up in countries. And the body of that area, just like your body has a gift in it, or giftings. And this is why it's so important for you to be you. Because the body of Christ needs you. And the body Of Christ, big C, big B, however you want to look at that, the body of Christ as a whole needs leadership. And one thing that I believe that God has told us here, told me here in America, is that a large portion of that gifting is here in the West. Because I've been other places and they got the heart. I've been other places and they understand the spirit. I've been other places, they understand serving. I've been other places. I've been places and I've seen all of those things. I, and I'll even put some numbers to it, some statistics for you. Pastor Zach and I got to go to a conference a couple of summers ago. And there was a gentleman, that's literally his life, that's what he does is he studies the kingdom of God and how it ebbs and flows when it comes to the world, world global view. And he said this, and this, was, this really blew me away. He said... He said, it's not, so over the past 40 years, the, the American, this is not a missions message, I can promise you that, but, but I want to, I want to make a point. America has stopped sending missionaries. Like, I think it's like 35, 40%. It was like that less than we have in past. And he goes, and he made sure to clarify, it's not, I can promise you this, it's not America that the world needs. Okay. We don't need to go Americanize the world. But what he said blew my mind. He said, here's the difference. Uh, Americans, and this, I think the guy was even British or something. I want to say, like, he wasn't even an American. Because, I mean, it sounds like an American thing to say. You'll hear it. He said, Americans will lead anybody. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you want to follow, we'll lead. Does that sound like us? He blew blew my mind. He said, he goes, other countries aren't like that. He says, when they go, they'll only lead their own people. Do you see the gifting? There's a gifting there. And it has nothing to do with America other than the fact that Jesus is in the middle of America, at least he was. I'm just he's here, we're here. But I'm saying in the ruling and reigning part, you can see a conflict there. But the global church needs leaders. Needs leadership. Because a heart's great, and a heart can pump body all day long, pump, pump blood. But it needs a head. It needs somebody to say, here's what we're, vision, here's where we're headed. So it goes back to, I want to I do this, i got five minutes, yeah, I can do that. Something recently that God told me that that has really really changed my life. And I said something earlier about how the body of Christ needs you to be you. There's a reason, and it isn't just because I don't know. It sounds good or diversity. Okay, that's that's a hot word today, right? We just want to be diverse to be diverse. That's not the point, guys. The point to, the point of it is, and this is what God told me. He said. I'm going to say it for you because he promises you this too. He basically said this. See, the, the, God has made a promise. God makes promises all the time, right? We, I'd hope you stand on them and know them, right? If you don't get some, and start standing on them because he's a faithful God. His word is always, always true. So when he says he'll do it, he'll do it. Get it and stand on it. But here's what he said. He said he made the world a promise. And that promise was you. As he designed you. Because remember the scripture says that before the foundations of the world, he formed you, he knew you, he designed you, he hid desires in your heart. Most of us are scared of what's in our heart. We hide it from him. Because we don't think it looks right. We don't think it's what he wants it to be. Stop it. Jesus is a big boy. He can handle what's in your heart. Chances are at the core of it, he's, he put it there. So what sin in life has coated it in crud. Do you know a diamond covered in poo is still a diamond? (laughs) It hadn't lost value. And so I, I want you to get this because here's what he told me. He says, Gavin, anytime you try to be somebody else, Anytime you try to be less than what I know you to be, what I've designed you to be, you're making me default on a promise. Because I promised the world you. Not another one of them, not a less than you, you. I want that to sink in tonight. And I want you to hear it for you because God made the world a promise of a you. And here's the thing, only Jesus can show you who that is. He's got a mirror we've been learning about that shows us when we don't look like us, right? Because see, Jesus, and this is what's cool, Jesus isn't trying to make you into a Hebrew, brown hair, dark hair, walks around in sandals, right? Jesus says, I am you, be you. Because when you're you, he's him. Does that, I know that's, that's kind of like weird wording, but does that make sense? Yeah. So I heard it hit some of y'all. That's what the world needs. That's what this body needs. That's what this community needs. That's what your family needs. See, how are my, <laughs> how are my kids going to be them if I'm not me? And the world needs our kids to be them, not some fake version of them. Or not another, not another anybody else. There's already one of those. Right? We don't need two. And so tonight, my heart for you, and I believe that this is Jesus' heart to the core. is that he wants to take you on that journey. He wants, to, he wants to wipe off the stuff that the world has put there because I can, dare, I can dare to say that the world has been trying all of your life to put its image on you yeah. and make you less than what he's actually made you to be. I just told you about authority being messed up for me. Guess what that was? The world's attempt to make me less than Jesus? All those hurts, all those pains, all those things, all those failures you've been through. It's just the world trying to make you less than him. The religion, right? The lines that they put on us, the way you're supposed to act, the way you can act. Don't get me right, there's authority. That's that's why we started with authority. There is a covering. There is proper place. But I can tell you there's also grace to figure it out. For those of you who like to run through walls, (laughs) run through walls. Trust me, Jesus won't budge when you hit him. And there's grace. Here's the, here's the thing that I oh yeah, one last thing. Here's the, here's the last thing. Grace is beautiful, and it will catch you every time you stumble and fall, Amen. every time. And it will carry you when you don't want to run or walk. Amen. Anybody else experience that? But it is not what grace is meant for. It's okay, there's no condemnation. He he don't even blink an eye at it. It, He just scoops you around and go. But grace, what what if? Let me do this. What if? What if you fell forward instead of backwards? What if you took off sprinting and every time you stumbled it was forward? What would that look like in your life? What if it in the in the journey to find out who you are and what this world needs from you? Look like that. I'm gonna sprint. Psalms 55 give you, a, give, you a, give you a part of I just love this. This is, this is how I live my life. It is what I would say one of my life verses. It says that every night I will lay out the day before you and every time I missed you. That's my version. And then I will go to sleep and I will rest and I will wake up in the morning and I will orient myself at you again. And I'll sprint to you every day. It was written by David. And I, I used to say, I used to think that when I heard God say that David was a man after his own heart, I, I, I don't know why, but I heard that David's heart was fashioned after God's, like, like God's. It took me ages to realize, no, it wasn't. Look at his life. <laughs> what did God mean then? Psalms 55. Every time I miss you, I'm going to tell you, God, I missed you today. And I did that. That's not you. That definitely wasn't it. That wasn't what you called me to be. But in the morning, Jesus, there you are. I see where I'm headed. And every step I take today with every actionable, every conscious thought, I'm headed to you. But I ain't going to just stop when I stumble and fall. I ain't going to get messed up. Tonight, we'll talk again. And hopefully throughout the day too. But my point is at least there's a checkpoint, right? Um, i got to finish. Send your feet for me, please. God told me there's some people that came tonight that didn't just come because it's what they do on Wednesday night. While it's a great thing to do, But he showed me there was a group of people. There's some people here tonight that came because they knew God told them that they were going to receive something tonight. And they knew they needed it. So I'm going to ask everybody to hold out your hands like you're receiving a gift. Once again, it ain't about me, so I don't need to know who that person is or who those people are that, that, that had that. That's between you and Jesus. I just trust him when he tells me something. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. And so if that's you, and by the way, if it wasn't and it is now, jump in, okay? If God's given out something, take it. It's just another, another freebie. And so I just want to pray a blessing. And if you'll connect your heart to what, I, to what I'm saying tonight, to what God is saying to you tonight. I'm crazy enough, I just believe it'll happen. I, I just, that God is good. Of all things, he is faithful and he is good. There's only two spies that I ever need to send out. It's grace and mercy. Yeah. They will not fail me. And so I want you to know grace and mercy are available for you tonight. And any part of your body, and any part of your life, and any relationship that you have, Or any relationship that you need, grace and mercy are the only two spies you need to send. Because they'll walk by you every day of your life. Jesus, I thank you. You are our king, (laughs) our priest. Father, I thank you because you, (laughs) your love, and you love us with a love that, that we don't fully understand. But you say that you... You've revealed it to us and that with pursuit like David, that if every night we would say we missed it and every morning we'd say, well, but I'm not going to miss it today or I'm at least going to miss it less. And if we would pursue you, pursue your heart, pursue your will, that Jesus, we would find it. That's what you said. You said those that seek will find. Those that knock, the door will be open. The key is faith. Help us to see that we are truly one with you. No lines. And no circumstance and no body in this world has any right to tell, you, tell us anything different than you. And you say we are loved. You say we are the beloved. That we are righteous, truly holy. That we are not inadequate. We are more than capable, more than conquerors because of your blood, because we're your body. So, Jesus, anybody here tonight that feels disconnected, that that feels disunified with you, Jesus, here's what I ask. I ask you would reveal it to them right now. That's the gift you're giving them, is a gift of wisdom and knowledge to know, what do I need to change about my life? Not to receive your love, you love them, period. but that they might truly receive the fullness of the health and wholeness of your body. Anybody that here tonight that is hurting, pain, Jesus, here's what I know. You said that as you are seated right now at the right hand of the Father, ruling and reigning, waiting that your enemies will be made your footstool, so are we in this world. The key in that is in this world, not to the one to come. In this world, we're like you. Jesus you're not hurting. You're not in pain. You're not suffering. So Jesus I speak that wholeness, that oneness, that fullness over this body and over those people tonight. Anybody that's that's waiting to receive relationship, restoration, Jesus, I just thank you that they're receiving that right now in Jesus' name. Jesus, I thank you that you're, you're enough. And here's what you're saying to us, that we're enough. And I thank you that that If that's what it is, then that's what it is. If there's a spirit of rejection upon these people tonight, anybody that's got their hands out tonight that you know, that spirit has to go right now in Jesus' name. Can't touch them. Because I know your spirit (laughs) is a spirit of love. And you have embraced us. You have brought us into you. Unified with you. I thank you for healing their heart. Where that damage has caused them to see you in a different light. God, I thank you that that tonight our pictures are changing because your word says that if I, if we see right if the if the eye be enlightened that the whole body is flooded with light so Jesus we got to see right we got to see you right the key is light there we got to see light in the right context so Jesus I pray your your light would flood their body flood their eye flood, flood them so that they would see Jesus where well, we need to repent Help us to see where we need to repent. It's not about works. It's not what it's about, Jesus. I know that. But we got to let go of something. If we don't let go, we can't receive. So, Jesus, help us to let go of the things that keep us away from being like you. Because you've called us to more. You're not the one putting it there. You're not the one holding. You You don't hold your arm out from us. It's us that are holding back from you. So, Jesus, anything, and this is where I open it, anything that I don't, I'm not hearing right now, but you're speaking to them, and they're mixing their faith with hands outstretched, let it be done in Jesus' name. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Jesus, I love you. I thank you. I praise you. And I worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. anything, brother?